You're like, now I'm <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome to part two of the ASMR episode. This is a lot of stuff will be whispering. Ew, why do you hate me? That's so bad. I want to spend a little time talking about your generation as a whole. Obviously, I want to talk about you and what you think, but I think that it's also important to address, since this whole podcast is about Generation Z, what Generation Z thinks. So as a member of that generation, do you think that your generation has strong opinions and what, what do you guys have opinions on? Um, I definitely think we do have strong opinions. Um, and I think, I think, you know, we've been talking a lot about like politics and stuff. And I do think our generation has really strong opinions on politics. But I think even just like on stuff we talk about in the classroom, like when we read books in class or articles, and like the discussion really gets flowing, like even people you think like don't talk that much, like when mm-hmm. they start talking, like you can tell there's like something behind that. Right. And I think when I've talked to some older, even even younger people, like um, like who aren't maybe in high school yet, even though I think they might be considered Gen Z, I just think, especially people my age right now, um, just have this like passion and this like desire to like convey what they're thinking. Um, I think regardless of like the topic, I just think there's something driving our generation that I believe is different from other generations before us. Right. I, I think that too. I think um, obviously there are the super common debates that occur and I think that we all kind of know what those are. So like legalization of any matter of things or oh. rights of people mm-hmm. over people's bodies or what mm-hmm. they do. And do you think that, that your generation engages in those or do you think that there are things that your generation other things that your generation is more concerned with um i honestly think nothing's off the table for my generation Mm -hmm. i think if a topic's presented and you're like go for it like they can figure it out and i think they can talk about it i think like you were talking about uh like legalization of anything um I did a debate last year in my debate class over the legalization of prostitution. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't really – I mean, it was just a topic. To me, I was like, I can argue this well. But as I was, like, writing it and researching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I care about this so much more mm-hmm. than I thought I did. And then we, like, talk about the debates afterwards and we vote. And I was amazed. Like, people would ne- – like, I don't think any of us even really considered that that could ever happen Mm -hmm. and then once we all started talking about it we're like oh my gosh we feel really strongly about this and I just think that's something that um I think sometimes we have to kind of get clued into it that we're like passionate about it because it may not be always like the forefront of our minds but I think even things we're not thinking about all the time when it's presented to us like we are very good at being like okay well this is what I think about it here's Mm -hmm. why let's get into the conversation about it Wow, that's so cool. Because it really sounds like you're saying that you guys are, are ready to, to tackle the discussion. Mm-hmm. I think when we it's, are. Yeah, when it comes to you, which is so cool. Because I think that you guys are in high school is such a unique environment for anything. But for learning how to talk to other people and for it's, it's a creative space where you can be messy and the ramifications are not maybe as severe mm-hmm. because you are in high school, you're in a controlled environment where there's always an adult in the room who's kind of moderating. And when you, when you leave high school, the moderator is you, mm-hmm. you know, like you're the one now who's in charge of, of leading that discussion and making sure that you don't overstep boundaries or that you don't get hurt by the person you're talking mm-hmm. to. Um, and so I think that maybe people think that like 
yeah, I know that people think that young people are, are too opinionated and mm-hmm. don't really know what they're talking about. But how are you going to know if you never process that, even with people who are on the other side? Mm-hmm. You know? If we don't engage, how are we ever going to eventually develop that? I think it's better to be strong and opinionated like right from the jump and then we can develop that and continue to grow in those skills into adulthood like adulthood versus being children and never understanding and you know getting opinions then we get thrown into the real world and we're like oh my gosh what do I even think about life Mm -hmm. like I have no idea and I think it's better to just like be prepared now and kind of tailor those skills as an adult versus being thrown into the adult world like not understanding like how to have like mature discussions with people ever. Yeah, and and adults shouldn't want young people to enter into their playing field uneducated or unable to communicate because mm-hmm. there's all there's so many articles about young people, right, that are just garbage. <laughs> and a lot of them that I see are like uh, you know, millennials don't know how to communicate in the workplace or don't know how to do this or don't know how to do this. But then there's also some sort of emphasis on removing those rights from young people in certain ways. So, for example, I went to a conference a couple weeks ago where this woman was talking about how, like, this is tea, but, like, standardized testing is, is in a way, a form of silencing students because it takes, it takes less, it takes time away from the classroom where you could be discussing important things mm-hmm. and where you're reviewing or learning just for the test, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just kind of interesting how, like, there's this emphasis on kind of filling up class time with, like, tasks that prep you for for a goal but that goal isn't kind of how to be a human Mm -hmm. all the time it's like can you meet the standards to pass a standardized test not can you be a functioning adult outside of this classroom Mm -hmm. yeah that's scary how do you think that parents factor into the opinions and the biases of students um so i like for me personally um my parents weren't very political when I was very young. Um, So I didn't grow up like thinking about that. And I think at least around here, I have a feeling that that's kind of true. But there are some people who are like from jump, like their parents are like talking about that stuff. Um, And I think, so my parents never really had a major effect on what I believed in because I didn't get much from them. Mm -hmm. I kind of went on my own and was like, okay, I see people talking about this all the time. Like, what is that? Like, what Mm -hmm. can I like learn about that? Um, but I think some people whose parents are more interested in politics or being political, mm-hmm. um, they become very easily influenced by that, especially when we don't have a lot of other adults in our lives. And I think when we were growing up, we didn't really have a lot of adults in our lives talking about politics. I think kids who are in elementary school now might have that more than we did, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely think your parents shape um, like your opinions because you see them and you respect them and you're like, well, if they believe that, right. then like I probably should too because like I think my parents are right. Mm-hmm. And then like for me, um, I definitely think like when the election started, like both my parents are like, oh, cool, like Donald Trump's running. Like he's not a politician. Like this could be like really good. Like he could be mm-hmm. the difference that like America's looking for. And then like after three months, like they are both like, oh, I don't know about all this. Like yeah. this is bad. Um, so I'm really lucky that my parents are very like-minded with me, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who like clash with their parents like on the regular right. because of like how different their opinions can be. And I think it's almost more hurtful like, when I see family members, people who I love and respect say things that like really bother me mm-hmm. because it's like, 
how can you be such a good person and how can I respect you so much and you still like think those things right that's really like that's always been tough for me to I guess like deal with and like put together yeah yeah I, I'm kind of in a, a similar boat my parents were never outwardly political I always knew what their political standing was but I never remember having a discussion until, of course, the current election when <laughs> everyone started talking. And my family is very all over the, the spectrum from, from very progressive to very conservative. And it's weird because we're all over the spectrum, but no one ever talks about it, even mm-hmm. now. And I think, I think people are kind of scarred now because they oh, don't, you know, from yeah. not, not in my family, but just in general. And I, I remember this really weird sensation of like, I always knew what my parents' political affiliation was and what my uh, one of my grandparents' uh, like affiliation was, and, and they were different. And I remember like thinking, just being kind of biased like towards my grandparents because of that, like thinking certain things about them that like, mm-hmm. oh well, they're obviously wrong. And yeah. like my grandpa literally worked for the county in politics, but but my mind was still <laughs> like, oh well, he's obviously like wrong because that's not what my parents are. Which I was never influenced to think that by my parents, but I Mm -hmm. think it was just the fact that like we are so polarized that like when you learn about someone's political affiliation, you automatically assume 100% who they are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Would you say that, would you say that our, our thoughts on political parties have kind of shifted over time? Oh, I definitely think so. I mean, um, I think if you look back to maybe like the 1980s, for example, uh, I think we looked at the Republican Party as um, like upper class or upper middle class uh, white men and their families um, who were just very privileged and didn't really think about it. And I think sometimes now we look at the Republican Party and we might think more small town um, Mm -hmm. people who just, or maybe are not the ideal that we had like 30 years ago. And I think we think, like, liberals were all, like, hippies and, like, carefree people who were just, like, free love all the time. And now Mm -hmm. it's some people who are, like, very practical and extremely educated and know a lot of things and they still have those beliefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I definitely think our perspective of the political parties has shifted. I also think the perspective that older generations have of our political views are definitely not super accurate. I was reading an article earlier that I'm pretty sure, I think I said it to you, but I might mm-hmm. have forgotten to. Um, and it's a Forbes article, set, and it's called Why Democrats Should Be Losing Sleep Over Generation Z. And uh, it said that 59% of Gen Z respondents describe their views as conservative and moderate. Um, and I definitely think older generations think we're all a bunch of like crazy liberal mm-hmm. teens who don't know anything. Um, which I was even shocked. I feel like maybe I'm just not interacting with people who have different beliefs more. Maybe I should. But I really thought also that the overwhelming majority of people my age were liberals. But, mm-hmm. I mean, according to the data that I'm looking at, it says that a very significant chunk of, like, my age group is conservative. Yeah. Um, so I think even the ideas that other people have about us is very different than what the reality probably is. I think that statistic is that you brought up is really interesting because it almost reveals maybe something new in the sense that the climate that we see of like people caring for each other and like kind of speaking out and and talking about what they believe in maybe it does transcend political parties because if 
if you know there's this perception of Generation Z being one way, when in reality it's kind of another way, like mm -hmm. politically, then maybe the positives that we're seeing, no matter what party you can be like, maybe it can transcend politics, which we don't always really believe that mm -hmm. it can, right? Yeah. But but I don't know that maybe that's kind of, that's kind of speaking to me right now of like, oh maybe maybe this generation is learning or is kind of coming into a place of like, these are my politics and I support them, but. I also support all these other things that come first. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think also um, a lot of older people, when they thought about politics, it was very like you're a Democrat or you're a Republican or you're an independent. And mm -hmm. that was like kind of it. Um, but I think now, like, I'm not saying like political parties are bad, but I think the labels that come with a political party, like saying you're a liberal or saying you're a conservative, like, or saying, you know, you're a socialist or whatever you know you think you like are um i think we're really not afraid of those labels anymore um and back in the day like if you were anything other than a stereotypical republican or a stereotypical democrat you were just an independent and your voice wasn't encouraged mm -hmm. and i think now it's very like everyone is kind of an independent in their own way i definitely i think just from what i've seen that no one is really fitting into mm -hmm. like a perfect republican or a perfect democrat mold maybe like we were expected to by older mm -hmm. people because that was their experience with politics. Right, expected to fit into a mold that now the generation's like, wait, I don't know that we have to do that anymore. Yeah, which I think even if like, it may not be the like affiliation that I would hope my other classmates would have, like similar to mine, I still think it's awesome that they aren't afraid to like, hide under a label like they're like no this is what I think like mm -hmm. whether that makes me a Republican or a Democrat or some somewhere on the spectrum in between or outside of that like this is how I feel and I'm not gonna let like a party define like my beliefs because that's like it's not what I actually care about yeah and I think that someone who has passion is so much more important than someone who just lacks it who doesn't mm -hmm. you know like yeah. to me it's more important for some now of course if they're passionate about like <laughs> something truly awful then <laughs> they need to be stopped yeah but someone who's passionate about what they believe in to me that's a start because democracy is about the people and if we don't have passionate people then how healthy is the the democracy mm -hmm. you know do you feel that you or your generation are judged for certain things that you believe um, I definitely would say so. If you compare us to maybe like baby boomers, um, I think a lot of people my age um, would be more in support of gay marriage, even if you're mm -hmm. a Republican or a Democrat. I think we've kind of accepted, I think in general, that like, hey, gay people deserve to have rights. Mm -hmm. And um, I think older generations kind of judge us on that because I think I think every generation thinks the ones coming after it are just throwing their morals out the window. And I just, I just don't find that true at all. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even I think even the way the millennials just get like absolutely destroyed mm -hmm. for anything they do, really, it's like, well, just because like your morality isn't the same as like maybe a baby boomers, um, so it's easy for them to just like to judge millennials because like they're just so different. It's like, well, you're not looking at how like different their reality is from what like. A baby boomer should be like my the way I live my life and the way I was raised is so different than you know like older people like baby boomers or I don't know mm -hmm. I don't know any other generations <laughs> um, but just like older people like people even my parents age like the way I was raised 
um, compared to how my parents are raised is so radically different. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy for them to judge us because they just don't get it. If they were raised the way we were, I feel like maybe they would be more sympathetic and more right. compassionate to like why we believe the things we yeah. do. Yeah, which has always been so interesting to me because literally the the people who are judging are the people who raised us. Oh so my like gosh. I know it's like, <laughs> like they influence this. These teenagers. Well, you bought me the phone, so why yeah. are you mad? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just I think it's funny how like it's very easy to, to target young people and say, "Oh, well they're, they're crazy," but it's like like baby boomers are like our grandparents, I think now that's like kind of about that age. Mm-hmm. They're like our grandparents. They're like our older family members. Yeah. And you guys raised my parents who in turn raised me. So it's like if you think you did something right, then something had to be right with me, even if I'm just right. raised different. Yeah. Like, like they, there's a disconnect between what they yeah, see. Yeah, I think it's really easy for them to just disconnect. But like there is so much more going on with our generation than I think older generations mm-hmm. realize. Carrie, this has been such a good discussion. I know. Like, we've had such a good time. I know. Time. This I is really so like good. This. My final question for the episode is what gives you hope in this climate of politics or biases? What keeps you hopeful? Um, I just have hope in the other people I see making a difference at my age. Mm-hmm. I think, like we talked about, it's so easy to dismiss us and it's so easy to say, well, you, you, know, you haven't had a taste of the real world yet which is a lie. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm living and existing, I'm participating in the real world. Right. So that alone is stupid. Um, but it gives me so much hope when I see people my age who are just so passionate about things and that they're like, you know what? Like, no. Like, I look at what's going on around me and I don't think that's good. I don't like it. I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just be like, oh, well, that really sucks for us. But it's so much better and you can say, okay, that sucks for us. We're going to fix this. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to sit around and like keep having these biases or keep watching people suffer like that's not what we're about and I think that just gives me a lot of hope seeing people just being better and being the change that like we people have talked about for decades I feel like we're really seeing people who are like okay we've been talking about the change for 30 years now let's do it Mm -hmm. so I don't know that gives me a ton of hope yeah and that's what gives me hope too about your generation and about the people who i see rising up is that so many people are passionate and are willing to challenge themselves and also challenge their parents which i know is definitely a stereotypical like teenage mm. thing but i'm I, rebelling yeah my parents are stupid right but that's not really what i see it's more so like my parents believe this it's, it's beliefs it's not mm-hmm. like i want to go out past my curfew it's like <laughs> i want to know why you believe this about mm-hmm. about this topic yeah you know yeah so moral of the story teens are super inspiring um Unlearning your biases involves uh, kind of holding yourself back and not really acting even when it's tough. Uh, Speaking out about what you do care about, but in an educated and uh, kind of caring way. And remembering that people are humans and that everyone has their biases that they're working through. And also, I'll just add this bit. I have changed so much in the past even like five, six years as I've transitioned from like teenhood to adulthood. in the sense that I did have certain biases that, sure, I wouldn't consider earth-shattering, but what I'm trying to say is people change. And that's one thing that we also need to remember is sometimes if you see someone who has a bias that you really disagree with, let it be known. Like, be that person who's going to comment or post about it in a respectful way. But sometimes you just got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the T. That is the T. 
All right, Carrie, before we go, real quick, we're going to get into the lightning round. Are you ready? I guess. First question, cake or pie? Oh, cake. I'm not even going to argue. Oh, cake. gross. What? No. You're bringing out my bias. No, pie, not the way to go. Mm. I'm sorry. My family, maybe it's because of family thing. My family, literally, we don't even have cake at gatherings normally. It's like we have, like, pie. Oh, family yeah. bias. Unlearn it. Unlearn it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. How many hours of sleep do you need? I need nine, but I probably get like five. Yeah, sounds about right. What's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Oh, bread. Easily bread. Oh, for sure. If I could just go home and eat bread all the time. Like, you know the like long French breads? Like, oh, oh I could just devour I love those. little French bread slices. Uh, with like olive spread on them, I will go home and just like eat 20. Like it's bad. Like that's <laughs> for sure my favorite. Yes, so that's bad. amazing. Do you prefer giving presents or getting presents? Can I be honest? Mm -hmm. I really like getting stuff. Me too. Like I feel like giving's like really great, but it's like there's something so special about someone going, I picked this out for you. And like presenting it to you, I feel like that sounds really selfish. No, but just like it's so nice when someone gives you something and they're like, "Oh, like this is for you." Like I bought this because I obviously care about you, and this like made me think of you. Like that's so nice. Yeah, that used to be. It's not as much anymore, but it was one of my like five love languages was like receiving gifts. Like mm -hmm. that was a big one for me. Um, okay, just a couple more. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yes. Next. <laughs> Do you believe that pizza rolls are just Italian gushers? Yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a trick question. Like, you there's know, no, no one's you, judging you. Well, you know what? Here's a, here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think those Smucker's PB&J sandwiches are just big raviolis? <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> they are, technically. They are, yes. Which is disgusting, but, like, it's true. Yeah, just throw it in some cheese, bake it. Uh, too far. There's also, okay, there's also, my lightning rounds also always go really slow, but it's fine. There's also the theory or the, the well-known fact that Pop-Tarts are just ravioli. Oh, right? I don't like that, but I know, I know it's true. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't like that. And then people, I had this discussion earlier in SRT about it, and then someone was like, well, technically cereal is a salad. And I was like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> I was like, no one puts milk in their salad. Salad, but wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not judging you, but yes, I am judging you. <laughs> oh, this question is so funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Okay, it's a statement, actually. Say something cool. Oh, shoot. I don't know. <laughs> How I do think you that's even... it. Say something cool. I'm just like, something cool. Oh, oh gosh. Put that one okay, in. Okay. That's funny. You're like, <laughs> you're like something cool. <laughs> I'm like, something cool. I'm going to ask. <laughs> this is a leading question. I know what your answer is going to be, but I want you to ex expand on it. Mm -hmm. What's your least favorite current internet sensation? I hate ASMR so much. Yes. I can't stand it. I don't want to hear your mouth making noises. <laughs> um, are you going to leave our ASMR bit in? Ew, oh. no. Yeah, I'm leaving it in. Okay, because if anyone heard how awful I reacted in the beginning, like, that was not fake. Like, I literally hate it. I hate mouth sounds. I hate 
popping. I'm like, some people are like, ooh, this is gross. I like it. No, not a fan. Never been a fan. Never will be a fan. It's, it's gross. I hate everything that you just did. I really was like, where did you get water? And then I was out. That was so gross. I'm, I'm going to cut that. You're like, I can't expose myself like this. This is getting, this is it's gone. getting weird. Listen, folks, we've been here for an hour and a half. Have we really? Um, yeah, an hour and 23 minutes. Oh my gosh, that's um, crazy. Last question. What is your favorite meme? Oh, I know what it is. So my favorite meme is the one, you know like where it's like the dog in the car and he's like driving yeah. and he's spinning on the ice? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that video, but they have Let's Ride over Charlie. <laughs> like Charlie's <laughs> over it. And like, I feel like it fits any situation. Yeah. Like you're like, me when school starts at 8 a.m. and it's 9.50. And it's yeah. me. But it's also just like my anxiety. And it's just like the dog just like whipping yeah. around. And I'm like, no, but that fits every mood. And right. it's so funny. And that's what makes a true gold standard meme is that it could fit any emotion, yes. any reaction. If there is no binary for the meme, mm-hmm. then it's a good meme. We love non-binary memes. Non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Okay, friends, thanks so much for listening today. Carrie, this was an awesome discussion. I'll say it again. We had... Wait. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, I was done talking, but it's fine. <laughs> You're like, I'll say it again. <laughs> and then I didn't say it. <laughs> I was oh, like, my God. Yeah, I don't wait. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> you were like, I'll say it again. No, it was more like, I'll say it again, but I didn't, like, anyway. I don't know, like, I don't know why I didn't pick up on that. (laughs) I was like, like, I'll say it again. And then I didn't say it. (laughs) I was like, say what? Like, (laughs) say what? Okay. Leave that. That was funny. (laughs) I'll probably leave it. I'll just leave it the whole hour and a half. (laughs) Like, it was a mess. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. Carrie, this was such a good episode, right? I think we had a really good discussion. This went better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I was really nervous, but... Wait, so did you have a bias coming into this episode? Yes, I thought I was going to be terrible. And I unlearned my bias, and now I know that I am perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect in every single way. Hey, that's what I tell my students uh, about me, though, (laughs) not about them. (laughs) We were talking earlier and it was something like, oh, someone was interviewing me for a project and they're like, what do you need to know when you deal with high schoolers? And I was like, I was like, well, you need to know like they're, they're imperfect people. And they're like, as opposed to you being a perfect person. And I was Uh like, don't call me out like that. But also, yes. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. So, hey guys, thanks for sticking around. This has been an awesome episode. If you liked it or if you didn't, uh, throw some stars out on iTunes. It's getting more reviews, which is awesome. I'm like, excuse me, I have friends. This is awesome. (laughs) So go leave a review, like it. Uh, Even if you don't listen on iTunes, wherever you're listening, leave a review and I will see it and I will screenshot it and I will post it on my story and I will lose followers because of that. But hey, everyone loves a self-promo. So this has been uh, me and Carrie talking about unlearning biases and this has been a big mood. So good. That, I was listening here just like, like I know. I was sweating. That. <laughs> I, I know. was like, this is kind of intense. I'm like exhausted because I, I was like exerted so much like brain power. Which I wanted to really just go home and just like sleep for three hours. <laughs> I, like, I, I need a bottle of water. I and know. Just